0: Julia Roberts is selling sex. DMX teams up with Jet Li and DreamWorks' greatest animated movie ever this week on 30
1: 2010. 30 20, 10, 30 20, 10. three decades every show sometimes associated videos. 30 2010, 30 2010, surprises and excitement. Yes, we're going to the 90s and 2000s and 2010s on 30 20,
0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Thirty Twenty Ten, the Laser Time Network's weekly pop culture time machine each week, taking you back thirty, twenty, and ten years into the past of pop culture, news, movies, TV, television, TV, and television. You better believe it. Video games, music, and more. <laughs> Hi, I'm your rambling, awful host, Chris Antista, currently in self-quarantine with all of his other co-hosts.
2: Never trust a big button a smile. That girl's Diana Goodman.
3: <laughs> <laughs> it's me, Sarah.
0: Yes, and we're all all separated like a, like good little government followers, so uh, no one can complain about the audio in this episode. We are doing what we can with the hardship life has given us, and uh, yeah, yes, I'm aware many other people have it worse out there, but uh, let's hear their podcast, okay?
2: It's yeah, well, a great time for everyone to start a podcast, because mm-hmm. everyone's stuck at home.
0: Yeah, most of you are getting, getting better and better at it right now as you conference call into, I don't know, your job at the batting cages. I have no idea what those <laughs> people are doing right now. Uh, but uh, welcome We with- all want to
3: hear All those thoughts That we all have about You know How this is our Introvert lifestyle That we've always wanted
0: I will say a hot as, take. as a treat for you guys Patreon.com Slash Lazer Time Is how we're supported We're executive Produced by one Ronald Hayden And many other fine folks Over there who uh, Help us keep All of the Lazer Time Network shows On the air Especially during this Weird time uh, Lazer Time Video Game Apocalypse 30 2010, And we give you An exclusive bonus show Every week I might have an Update from a uh, The Front Lines of China, Japan, and Korea Quarantine? How did I land that in this silly, stupid pop culture network? And uh, to maybe give you guys a little something to do, we wanted to offer you a little freebie, and we're going to have a brand new limited series exclusively for patrons. Patreon.com slash time at the $5 level related to Star Wars. And I'm rushing to try to get Mm -hmm. that ready early, even though I don't know when we can follow it back up, given our situation. Uh, we will see, but we have giant rambly, complainy thing about uh, Phantom Menace, hopefully, coming your way very, very soon. More details next week. Again, this was not supposed to be out now, but I figured, why not, while people are uh, bunkered down, being forced to be yeah. alone and listen to stuff. We're here to help.
2: Yep. <laughs> we can do this together. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: And I also want to tell you about the thirty twenty ten Games Edition show. You, if We are, are going to tell you what games came out during this, these periods. This period specifically being March 20th through the 26th of uh, 1990, 2000, and 2010. But we have a much bigger show celebrating video games on patreon.com slash later time. That is also yours in exchange for a $5 a month donation in addition to weekly bonus shows, in addition to the Star Wars show. Yes, I have a name for it. Uh, and I'll tell you more about that next week. Tune into Video Game Apocalypse if you want to hear more. Let's get the pl- plugs are out of the way. Thirty twenty ten, where we look three decades into the past of pop culture releases. But of course, we like to jump you in with a little bit of news. This being nineteen ninety of March twentieth through the twenty sixth, we have a little bit of news. Uh, Nam... Nam. N- Namibia? No, this is... Namibia. <laughs> Namibia. Namibia becomes...
2: Namibia becomes independent from South Africa.
0: Mm-hmm. Yay!
2: Yay! I did not realize how big Namibia is, though, because there's there's yeah. a couple countries, like, South Africa's got a pretty big border. It borders a bunch of countries. It also has mm-hmm. a couple enclaves where it's got, a, like, a little country inside, yes. surrounded by South Africa. I found <laughs> that out
3: mm-hmm. for the first time last week when I was doing my New York Times crossword puzzle.
1: <laughs> Yay!
2: Yeah, so for some reason I was thinking it was that, but no, Namibia is like a big-ass chunk of South Africa, Mm
0: -hmm. but
2: it's also not very densely populated. It's one of the least densely populated places in the world because Mm. uh, the Namib Desert takes up so much of it.
0: (laughs) I can't even say any of these words. Oh, (laughs) man.
2: (laughs) I I ended up going down a weird rabbit hole finding out, like, so how did they get independence? Oh, there was like a guerrilla war for like 40 years, Mm. and then it became because it was the cold war like the soviets are involved and like it's part of the angolan civil war and like one of the requirements for the end of the war is like these cubans have to leave and it's like there were cuban (laughs) regiments fighting and i was like this is so confusing and all these places have german names because it was a german colony it it is so confusing but the good news is namibia gets to be its own country and not have to deal with that shit anymore good for you
0: Congratulations on your independence anniversary in Namibia. Boom. Good job. Uh, on the 23rd of March in 1990, Captain Joseph Hazelwood is found not guilty of all charges except misdemeanor negligence for the Exxon Valdez oil spill. And
3: Wow, wow, wow.
0: Yeah, i like to chalk that up to the power of the internet. To this day, people still refer to this man as being drunk which he wasn't
1: right. And, That's right. and
0: if we had the internet, we could have dispelled that immediately. And we didn't. And it's hung around for 30 years. I heard someone oh, accused this man of being drunk this week. He was not this week, this week. It, yes.
3: Who are you talking about? The Exxon Valdez oil spill. I with
0: don't remember, week? but like, but either way it's, it's <laughs> it, maybe it was in the corner of a mad magazine. I don't remember.
3: Uh, <laughs> okay. That makes a lot more sense. Yes.
0: Especially if it was me, it's not like I'm reading the news. Uh, was but, he
3: sentenced to anything? Did he have a I mean I'm sure he had some sort right. of
0: a Yeah, muffin. I don't think so just because he yeah. he'd I think kind of he
3: got like community service. Okay. Just kind curious. Served. Yeah.
0: And he'd he kind had to, of like been...
3: scrub some little baby birds with Dawn dish soap or something.
0: Yes. He had to uh, masturbate an egret covered in oil. <laughs> <Ew. laughs> covered in oil <laughs> with Dawn dish soap. No, I think he he kind of got Let's just say Richard Jewell during all of this this situation. Oh, man. Uh, his name mm-hmm. was kind of dragged through the mud, and he was made this pariah for months, despite, like, you know, I think it, the fault was on Exxon, if I'm not mistaken. Like, they're the yeah. assholes here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um,
2: yeah. They were totally the assholes when it came to training, upgrading stuff. There was a whole bunch of, like, navigation equipment was busted, and they weren't replacing it, and they weren't upgrading their ships. And, yeah, it yeah. was more on them than anyone
0: and uh, ooh, moving into yeah. the movies of 1990, are, are, are our main course here on 302010 because we're all big movie fans. Uh, well, I should. The Oscars are this week. Can we move that down to TV? Let's sure. do it. Uh, we have a Mike, My Cocaine movie is out this week. My cocaine. MyCocaine.com. Get the app. Uh, <laughs> a Shock to the System with Swoozy Kurtz, Peter Riegert, and Elizabeth McGovern. Graham Marshall was having a bad day. What? what
2: is the matter with you tonight?
0: A
1: bad job. There is a man
2: in my office.
1: A bad marriage.
2: I forgive you for failing.
1: Now he just killed to have a good time.
3: Yay! What, what is this about?
0: Michael Caine <laughs> into like a black comedy? <laughs>
3: so, so I don't think this movie knows what it's about, to be honest.
2: No, it's kind of Michael Caine is in Heather's. What? Yeah.
0: More please. Where I, I can see that.
2: Yeah, he's kind of like killing people and making it look like an accident. Uh and then just deciding, yeah, fuck it. You know what? I don't like my boss either. I'm gonna kill him and make it look like an accident.
0: Right, and just keep killing people and letting it roll. Legna yeah, bullets.
2: <laughs> I mean sometimes it's fun, like mm-hmm. Michael Caine's being naughty and sometimes it's it's like it's not especially a good movie, but No. Is kind of
3: fun. The tone is all over the place mm. on this one, I feel like, and yeah. could not get a feel for it, really. But it was very interesting to see him play this type.
0: Well, like a yeah. comedy. I see that very often. Yeah, a comedy that's not a Woody Allen movie. I just can't even imagine with Michael Caine at this point. Um, mm-hmm,
3: mm-hmm. And I love, love, love Swoozie Kurtz. And yeah. so I'm always happy to see her in anything. And she really does a good job of playing like a richy rich, like mean wife type.
0: Okay, good. Yeah. I'm, I'll be happy to see her die. Uh, and now a very special <laughs> movie that I sadly did not get a chance to see, but I wanted to mm. because there's mm-hmm. nothing I want to see more than Daniel Day Lewis, not in a weird hat, mustache, or accent. Daniel Day Lewis, Brenda Fricker, and My Left Foot
1: my left foot (laughs) the movie audiences are cheering for nominated for five academy awards including
0: best picture (laughs) and best actor my left foot rated r now playing at a theater near you yeah my left foot baby
1: oh
2: it makes it so so fun it's the the comedy or something
3: so carefree Mm
0: -hmm. yeah
2: no Uh, yeah the reason it's called my left foot that's his only body part. He can move. Ooh.
0: <laughs> oh, no.
2: Yeah. It's based on a real story. Christy Brown, uh, who is an artist with uh, severe cerebral palsy, and that's pretty much the only part of his body he can move. And it's I mean, it's very good. Mm-hmm, <laughs> it's a really good mm-hmm. movie. This is technically, I think, the last 80s movie we're going to talk about. This mm. honestly actually came out in 1989. Mm. but uh, comes out in the US wide because it's getting tons and tons of awards and stuff because, uh, yeah, Daniel Day-Lewis is amazing in it. And this is kind of his huge introduction to everyone. This week, I've talked about it over and over about how we have just suddenly like, boom, this person's a movie star. We've had Mm -hmm. a bunch of them lately. This week we get it twice. Mm -hmm. It's like,
1: boom,
3: Mm
2: -hmm. Daniel Day-Lewis, giant movie star. Next one, we'll talk about it when we get there.
3: Yeah, and the little kid who plays Christy as a – you know, as an as a kid yeah. is also very, very good. Yeah. like sometimes it can be hard to watch children portray, you know, people with the with disabilities or whatever because it's like you know, it's just kind of there's sometimes a disconnect here, but that kid mm-hmm. is a very good actor. I was very happy to see that, yeah, this movie is excellent. it's I find it to be uplifting actually, yeah. and I yeah. really love seeing. I don't know why I just really love seeing Ireland during that time period because it was <laughs> such a hard time for people. And I'm a big fan of this show on Netflix called Call the Midwife that kind mm-hmm. of has that sort of um same sort of feel. And it was funny because Sam and I were watching it together and like, you know, it's showing him growing up over time, and he, and Sam was like, "Damn, that mom's got another baby." I was like, "Yes, <laughs> they're Irish Catholics. They be doing it with no birth control.
1: Every sperm is <laughs> That's how they
3: roll." As a story about disability,
2: it is definitely inspiring. Just mm-hmm. because he can't, he can't speak, and so everyone just sort of treats him like, "Yeah, he's just there. He's not like a person. He's just sort of a prop." Mm-hmm. And then they realize, "Oh no, he's actually very smart." He just can't communicate it you know Mm -hmm. and like he it's it's almost like once they start talking to him like he kind of comes out of his shell and then they like make him the goalie when they're playing soccer in the street which is kind of adorable they just Mm -hmm. lay him down in front of the goal Mm -hmm. (laughs) and he can kick real well with just the one foot um but it also has one of the hardest to watch moments i think i've ever seen because there's a point where he wants to kill himself Mm -hmm. and he like i said he only can move his left foot so he gets a razor and you watch Daniel Day-Lewis struggling and struggling and struggling to try to slash his own throat. Wow. And it is really something because hes it's like the combination of like physically not being able to do it and the wanting to do it being so amped up to do it. And yeah. Here's the shocker. Daniel Day-Lewis is quite a good actor. Is he? Right.
3: <laughs>
0: I don't know. I think he's trying to rip off the scene from Wolf of Wall Street where Leonardo DiCaprio tries to drive home but uh, <laughs>
3: sure. I'm sure that's it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. He knew he knew yeah. ripped that off way early. That's yeah. No so news.
3: to, I mean, there's a lot of face acting that has to go on because he's yeah. not, you know, super verbal and in combination with all the other body work that he's doing, it is pretty astounding to watch. And the scene, it's so heartbreaking when, you know, he's being read to, I think by his grandmother and he's like, you know, 10 or something. And she's like, reading him an alphabet book because she thinks that he just does not understand like other kids his age and then he like eventually is able to using his foot spell out on the floor like a word it's so exciting to watch and it reminded me so much of Lorenzo's oil do you remember that I do where like there she's reading aloud to her son who is nonverbal and he starts rolling his eyes and she realizes like i can't read him baby books anymore it's like a a very similar scene it reminded Mm. me a lot of that
1: Hmm.
3: anyways yeah it is really good and yeah of course
2: daniel day lewis is doing super method stuff like he he never got out of that chair while he was filming it that was his thing what a pain (laughs) yeah no people were complaining like crew members would complain about it. It's like, you can stop now. And he's like, nope.
0: I want a better parking spot. I just (laughs) Uh, (laughs) talked, And it it might not surprise you that uh, more people saw the next movie that came out this week because it became Uh. famous forever. Ralph Bellamy, Laura San Giacomo, Jason Alexander, Hector Elizondo, Richard Gere, old Dick Gere, and Julia Roberts in Pretty Woman.
1: Touchstone Pictures presents the story of a date. Wow. This isn't a
0: date, it's business.
1: That led to a deal. I'd like you to spend a week with me. Be at my beck and call.
2: It's gonna cost you.
1: That's becoming a dream come true. He
2: wants me to stay the whole week. Is he twisted?
1: They're two people with nothing in common. Give it to your gum. <laughs> I don't believe you did oh, that.
0: Having Walk the on. wildest week of their lives. Richard Gere. Julia Roberts. Oh. Pretty Woman. Now playing at a theater near you. Check new... I I think I've seen that scene of her like almost getting her hand caught in the whatever like a billion times. This is this has to be the star turn you're talking about.
3: Oh, uh, you're goddamn right! It is. Don't you know that scene was totally improvised? I can
0: see it. I can see it. Uh, but how does this? I don't know. I I I saw this movie very very long time ago. It's not... Re- the ladies, I gotta know, is this still worth watching in, t- in 2020? No.
2: No. not. No, no I, I didn't think it was worth watching then, but, mm, you no. know, I'm a feminist
3: killjoy.
0: Oh. Same. I, well, Same. I'm, a, I'm a runaway bride guy, personally. <laughs>
3: I'm what you would call a real bummer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, yeah, this is not good <laughs> at all. Yes.
2: I mean... All right, let me put let me put aside the feminist killjoy stuff for a second say uh, it's kind of it's basically you my fair lady Pygmalion. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know it follows a lot of the story beats and and a lot of it is very charming mostly Julia Roberts is exceptionally charming mm-hmm. uh-huh. uh, when you get into the nitty-gritty of it the idea that like she is a streetwalker because she will starve otherwise and then this rich guy comes and is like, do whatever i say but like he has a heart of gold and she has a heart of gold and this is not like she doesn't end up being killed by a murderer <laughs> uh, uh yeah there's a power dynamic problem and oh uh-huh. but they fall in love and if only people treated sex workers better which is true mm. but
0: uh, so, yeah the hooker with a heart of gold I don't know. I don't want to call it a stereotype because you didn't see this ripped off in a lot more movies, but like, what, what do you think was so captive? Was the public more captivated with Julia Roberts sort of carrying this like her first big ass role or yes. the story?
3: Uh, mm. I, yeah, I don't really know what's super appealing. a about the story like she could have been like a shop girl Mm -hmm. or a bartender or a server or something so i don't know why she had to be a sex worker for this movie to work really Mm -hmm. um which is a uh, confusing choice i think um because isn't the part of the story too i just rewatched it but I i couldn't remember isn't part of the story that like she just started out so she hasn't right. really been on the streets it for that long. Always so she hasn't is. really been. She hasn't been tainted by a horrible past. It, that's always that Oh, sorry. Means. I was
0: just watching True Romance and that was her story too. I've been a hooker for a day, so I don't need to get mm. checked at all.
3: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I also this movie does a thing that gets under my skin so much and I've see, it's it's a shorthand that they use that people use in movies a lot where like he takes her to the opera Mm -hmm. and she's so moved by seeing opera that he looks over at her and he's like falls in love with her. And it's like, mm-hmm. because you know, she's like smart enough and fancy enough to understand this fancy people's opera. It, it's just like a shorthand for like, see, she is worthy and smart. And right. that really, really gets under my skin. And then yeah. there's like a scene of them playing what if she chefs. Prefers, what if she prefers German opera to Italian opera? Well, she's trash. Yeah. 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 <laughs>
2: Yeah, she just, just doesn't like Puccini, okay?
3: The whole like liking opera or knowing how to play chess is a shorthand for like, oh, this person really is smart. Or, you know, it just drives me up the wall.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I just, I wonder what the appeal is. Because, I mean, I think it's a, at its heart beyond the hooker thing. It's a, it's a class love story that we used to see a yeah. ton of. Uh, You're some kind of wonderfuls and whatnot. But I don't feel like I've seen that movie in years just cuz hmm. we're, we're all pretty integrated thanks to like social media and fucking apps so like it there's at no point is there a way to like put how much you make <laughs> and wait there probably is I shouldn't say that not on Bumble but but mm. yeah I just I don't see that as like a relatable issue anymore hmm. I I love her she's really pretty know. she's smart we like all the same things but dude she's poor ooh game over man you you better cut and run
2: yeah you're right we don't see that in movies as much like yeah. We need to bring that back because I mean there are definitely we as much as in America, we love to pretend we don't have classes. We really fucking do. Yeah. and that's, that's Well the, beyond just race and geography.
0: And that's the basis of like money. 50 fucking classic Hollywood movies.
3: Yeah. Well, yeah. And I mean, also, too, we don't have as many movies that are any that I think of in, in recent times that are like the snobs versus the slobs, right. you know, as far as like saving yeah. the summer camp or <laughs> ski school or golf course, whatever. I don't
0: know. Wet out American summer. Yeah. but That doesn't count. (laughs)
3: yeah yeah that's true It's a throwback it It is exactly it's like throw it yeah it's a parody basically i don't know it is weird that
2: everyone's just fine with the sex worker thing when yeah it could just be redone because in a lot of ways she's a manic pixie dream girl
0: right Mm
1: mm-hmm
2: yeah so yeah she could just be like a kooky artist who oh no she got kicked out of her kooky apartment and that's Mm -hmm. why she's on the street but yeah I guess I appreciate not doing that but also like romanticizing prostitution is really well, weird. I th-
0: I think look looking briefly at its history it did very much begin as a much darker drama about sex work specifically and then went through, uh. went through the Hollywood purple monkey dishwasher and came out <laughs> came out a smiling Disney comedy. But again oh. I, I I think it is it, 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 it we just talked about Aaron Brockovich but like the power of Julia Roberts is on display. Oh yeah,
3: I, in- I mean truly, yeah, she is in a class on her own when it comes to charm for sure but i mean this is a gary marshall film do you think that the do you think once he got involved with it he's like oh no 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 we're not doing this dark we're gonna do this super light and fun no (laughs)
2: can't you get stuck in a chocolate depressing (laughs) people like peppy and cheap peppy and cheap peppy and cheap
0: yeah Yeah. and it's and i'm sure it has something to do with being optioned by walt disney studio's brand new studio to make more adult movies but not this not that adult we don't want to make the depressing hooker drama leave that to hbo
2: oh evil jason alexander oh
3: yeah he's Mm. a real prick in this one he does not respect her boundaries
0: well (laughs) moving in tries
3: to assault her it's terrible i do have to say though that i love all of her clothes in this and i want Mm -hmm. all of them and i also really love the soundtrack It does have a fun soundtrack. It's just super fun. It's like that perfect soundtrack for encapsulating the late 80s, early 90s, I feel like. Mm.
0: Any more mm-hmm. War Orbison in there?
3: A little bit. Okay. I mean, obviously, there's got to be one.
0: Because
3: mm-hmm. uh-huh. it's got, it opens with the King of Wishful Thinking, which oh. is very
0: fun. Lovely. Ugh.
3: Yeah. Oh, it is, you're a, It is of a time. If we
2: didn't have a lot of other music I want to play during this show, I, probably play a bunch of stuff off there there's
3: what it must have been love is in that one right oh yes yeah. that's it. that's what it ends with with him right. standing up outside of the stretch limo holding a bouquet of flowers oh, oh brother yeah okay.
0: okay but moving into 1990 march 20th to 26th for television will conclude with a discussion of the oscars Try and get through this as fast as we can. Sydney debuts, which is uh, Craig Bierko, Matthew Perry, and Valerie Bertinelli. I have to assume sitcom. Yeah,
2: you- yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I just love pointing out uh, these failed shows with weird casts, mm-hmm. and we got yes. two of them here. Sydney, yeah, Valerie Bertinelli vehicle with Matthew Perry and Craig Bierko before anyone knew who they were, and yeah, she's wacky. She's Sydney. She's cute, and then even weirder, we have a family for Joe. Uh, with robert mitchum Juliet lewis and ben savage
0: wow is oh
2: which is it was based the pilot was a tv movie in february and mm-hmm. this goes nine episodes i believe robert mitchum plays like a homeless person who then yes. is like cleaned yes. up and taken in mm. by
3: these kids as their fake grandpa yeah that's what i could tell from the description mm-hmm. like he is a described as a gruff vagrant who they basically pay or bribe in some way to act as their father so that they can all stay together as like siblings because they're orphans probably (laughs) (laughs) i don't technically
0: orphans but i'll tell you what What was even more confusing the biggest Mm. tv moment for me this week and no it's not the simpsons the ALF finale, which was cruel oh no. and mean. Uh, <laughs> it, was, it was awful. ALF had gone four seasons over on NBC, started out real strong, got even stronger, and then sort of plummeted, because I think in hindsight, what you're realizing is that this show is primarily appealing to kids, and kids grow up real fast. So it only took mm-hmm. about three years for the luster to kind of leave ALF, and its audience kind of take off. And NBC promised... Uh, with a handshake deal, we'll give you a fifth season, just change it up a little bit, and it was supposed to change up drastically, and instead they pulled that out from under them, and Alf's finale, it's still one of those things I find <laughs> deeply moving. <laughs> <laughs> what? Uh, <laughs> uh, yes, because like, I swear, you can watch the last couple minutes on YouTube, uh, Alf, an alien trapped on with a Tanner family whose planet has of Melmac has blown up. Uh, and he gets in shenanigans with his family. He's got to stay inside, stay hidden, so he's not discovered. Uh, gets a message from Skip and Rhonda, who have survived, who you've seen in flashbacks and in both animated series those characters exist. They send him a message like, yeah, we're okay and we want to start a new Melmac and we're coming to get you. Uh, mm. What the fuck? Holy shit. Oh, they're coming to get Alf and, and you get this like almost completely silent moment of the Tanners dropping Alf off in a dark field, waiting for his his friends and family to pick him up and take him away from the Tanners. Safe home, my friend. Hey, no problem. We'll be going against traffic. (laughs) It's got a little bit of laughs and you just see Alf wave goodbye as a light comes over him and then all of a sudden the government shows up, pulls guns on him and kidnap Alf. It was like one of my first to be continued streams outside of Back (laughs) to the Future and Alf is captured and... NBC pulled the rug out in the fifth season, and which was allegedly supposed to take place like in the government facility without the tanners. And that was it. And if you were <laughs> a, a little kid, in, I, I caught this probably more in syndication. In my town, Alf ran two times a day. I loved it. <laughs> And I kept wow. like, and you have, you know, you don't even have, you don't have the internet and you don't know what happened. Like what is with this to be continued thing of the most drastic moment that ever happened to ALF. And it turns out it was just this cliffhanger for over half a decade. As we discussed, I think in our first season of thirty twenty ten, project ALF would arrive on ABC six years later, which would pick up where this left off to conclude the story in a TV movie. That is, uh, it's fine. It's just weird going from ALF being in commercials, toys, Television, two cartoon shows, to this, and then nothing forever. Mm-hmm. Al, ladies <laughs> and gentlemen.
3: Well, I find it to be very strange that now, like, this year, 1990, there are two TV family sitcoms named the Tanners.
0: Really? What? Yeah, Full
3: House. Oh, that's right. Oh. Yeah,
0: what's the most inoffensive white name we can think of? I think uh, <laughs> Tanners is what we should call Trump supporters. Were
3: they? Were they both on ABC, too?
0: um well alf no. wasn't
3: okay but,
0: okay but yeah the episode consider me gone uh it ends up being the the finale of alf and i don't know as a kid it felt like a real i, I by the time this was concluded i didn't care and i believe mm-hmm. diana said she saw this premiere in Prague in the movie theaters. wow uh, the,
2: the follow-up the tv movie yeah the tv yeah. movie follow-up I, I saw this advertised at a movie theater in Prague in 1998
0: Because in terms of things I wish (laughs) I could experience with... ALF was so popular abroad, especially in Germany. There was a Warner Brothers like Universal Studios in Germany and it was a Gremlins ride but it was hosted by ALF and ALF has an animatronic (laughs) interacting with the Gremlins in German and you can see some YouTube videos of it but God I wish it was still there I would take the excursion Uh, SNL on the 24th is hosted by uh, Deborah Winger and musical guest Eric Clapton Uh, only her monologue (laughs) was online uh, for NBC and hmm. I don't know why you get Deborah Winger to host. She suspects they wanted somebody, a classy actor to go up against the Oscars. Um, that's that's uh. in the monologue. It wasn't particularly interesting. Uh, but on the 25th we have a TV movie The Old Man in the Sea. He finally gets an adaptation with Anthony Quinn, Gary Cole and Patricia Clarkson. Sunday, a man considered a curse Don't ruin us all with your bad luck, old men will put his life on the line to win back the respect of his family the a young boy who wants to believe in it. Anthony Quinn and his real-life children, along with Midnight Caller's <laughs> Gary Cole. A world premiere family adventure, The Old Man and the Sea Sunday. And his real-life children?
1: <laughs> and his yep.
3: real-life children? Wait, wait a minute. This is The Old Man and the Sea. I mean, I'm pretty sure I read that. It's not a fun family adventure. No.
0: No. Yeah, I wouldn't okay.
2: know. There aren't a lot of characters, either. They had to dress it up a whole bunch. Yeah. I love that it starts co-stars midnight callers gary cole <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah that show was still on
0: we uh, talked about it when true. it premiered
2: that's true wow
0: and- although
2: i can't complain about anthony quinn's children because i remember when he passed away seeing like a couple of his sons and they like mm-hmm. all look like him and even more handsome and i was like hi <laughs> anthony
3: are any quinn's of them, family are any of them actors that we would know aiden aiden quinn no damn martha
0: <laughs> quinn medicine no okay uh, and and on the 24th of March 1990, The Simpsons Homer's Night Out airs, and I remember it being among kind of the more ribald at the time, but it's weirdly now the mo- mm. one of the most dated, including Bart calling uh, his lady mailman the female man, and because <laughs> he <laughs> he orders a mail away camera, something that most people wouldn't understand. But uh, if you go to my Twitter, uh, which I don't recommend because I never use it, it's still my my profile background image is. Him having a spy camera and taking a picture of his own ass. And Lisa walks in on him and just looks disappointed. <laughs> so it's my favorite screenshot in all of Simpsons. But he he takes a picture of Homer dancing with what the show wants to say is a stripper, but sort of doesn't. Princess Cashmere, her first appearance, along with Carl Carlson uh, with the wrong voice. And Bart takes a picture of it. In a pre-internet world, this picture of Fat Homer and stripper dancing goes viral. It's photocopied. It's sent around. And eventually, Homer's noticing I'm getting catcalled by people who seem to know who I am. And then, of course, the photo's going to get back to Marge.
1: What is the meaning of this?
0: Uh, uh, Meaningless, Marge. Don't even attempt to find meaning in it. There's nothing between me and Princess Cashmere.
2: Princess who? Hey, my photo. Your photo? photo. Uh Uh-oh. Why, you little... Why, you big... (laughs) Bark. Bart, go to your room. I'm out of here.
3: Look, Marge... Honey, baby, Homer, doll, I, I don't
1: even want to look at you right now.
3: What are you saying, honey?
1: <gasps> but where will I sleep? My suggestion is for you to sleep in the filth you created. Would a motel be okay? <laughs> <laughs>
0: so I don't know. Like I, I think Marge is. I don't know. Like just I live in an era where like uh you know a couple of my friends' wives paid for their strippers. So like I, <laughs> <laughs> I, I find this like uh I don't know Marge is come on, it's just a dance. It, it was barely a thing. Relax. I know you're a little embarrassed, but uh, it, it is it is an interesting view of things going viral before the internet. And I will say, there's a lot of first appearances here by one and done characters, which to me is interesting because Simpsons background characters with no name are typically now drawn pretty dull. But mm-hmm. these are all like well-designed one-off characters <laughs> that look ridiculous and have voices uh, because that's how you have to depict something going viral with no internet. Mm-hmm. Um, and finally, mm-hmm. we come to... The Oscars, the 62nd annual Oscars, ladies and gentlemen. Big Night. Big Night? Who's hosting? Of course, it's Billy Crystal.
2: Of course, Billy Crystal is hosting. And mm. uh, I think everyone gets kind of surprised to Driving Miss Daisy wins Best Picture, beating uh, Born on the Fourth of July, Dead Poet Society, My Left Foot, and Field of Dreams. Mm. Um,
0: mm. Cons- and those are
2: all good movies. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah.
0: I, I would of- say all maybe all better movies than this one. <laughs> no, I don't know. Yeah. yeah.
2: I think they kind of are, um, and it's weird that Driving Miss Daisy won without having the director nominated. That that doesn't happen a lot. Mm. Mm. Oliver Stone won that for uh, Born on the Fourth of July.
0: And Tan- Jessica Tandy takes it for Driving Miss Daisy. Daniel Day Lewis, as we just described, wins his uh, first Oscar. And mm-hmm. like we said, uh, this this year, making movie stars. Denzel Washington wins Best Supporting for Glory. Mm-hmm. It was it was always shocking to me that like yeah that dude didn't have like a Best Actor Oscar till Training Day like yep. his oscar was for supporting yep. uh brenda fricker wins for my left foot and, and
2: if you watch my left foot and wonder where do i know that lady from mm-hmm. she's a pigeon lady in home alone too
1: <gasps>
0: oh my god oh, she has an oscar okay. good yep <laughs> good i liked her way better than the next door the bearded next door neighbor um yeah. and under the sea wins for best original song as it should and I can't think of any of their highlights here. Best sound effects editing. Indiana Jones' the Last Crusade takes it from Black Rain and Lethal Weapon 2.
2: Yeah. Oh, Batman wins best <laughs> art direction. That's, that's strongly deserved.
0: Yeah. Yeah. God,
2: that's pretty great. And uh, a movie that I've been thinking a bit about lately, winning best documentary film, is uh, Common Threads Stories from the Quilt about the AIDS quilt. Because wouldn't Ooh. it be crazy if the government just ignored a fucking plague?
0: Oh, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> and this and, uh, <laughs> anyway. best visual effects. And, I like this one. The Abyss wins it over Back to the Future 2 and The Adventures of Baron Munchausen. I wow. didn't realize Munchausen wow. was nominated that for is, any Oscars. That I mean, is a
3: weird combination. Mm-hmm. It is, but the remember the Abyss was so good on a visual level sex. is
0: is still. It just sucks that it it struggles to achieve this beautiful visual triumph, but it's all black and blue and dark. But it's well, yeah. but it's still excellent, like uh, seriously. And uh, 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 we get an honorary award for Akira Kurosawa, who is still very much with us. At this point.
2: Yep, and they they roll out a cake and sing Happy Birthday to him because it was his 80th birthday. Wow, oh, Sweet. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> that's really I love it when they do something like really day class A like that.
3: Something that would happen in a conference room. Yeah, (laughs) exactly.
2: Yeah, it's just like a sheet cake that you would get at the store. Wait a minute. (laughs) Who ate it? Did they pass it out to the audience? (laughs) Please tell me they did. Uh, No, they
3: think they cut before they did that. So, yeah, I want to know. I mean, that would be like a stunt that, of course, like Ellen would do or something. Like, okay, everybody gets cake. And then we get to see, like, you know, Meryl Streep putting some icing on Tom Hanks' nose. Rest in peace,
0: (laughs) And if anybody can find me the footage, uh, Bugs Bunny is the presenter for Best Animated Film. <laughs> I would really like to see that. Animated short, right. sorry. There was no Animated Film Award just yet. And can we take ourselves to the games? No, because there's barely anything out here. I'll just throw Pat Riley basketball in there again, because why not? You can hear a lot more about the video games uh, anniversaries on our bonus show, patreon.com slash lasertime. Uh, new music for 1990, March 20th to the 26th. We have uh, Poison by Bill Biv DeVoe. Bell yes, below.
2: I love this. Hey, remember back a bunch of months ago when we were dumb white people and we couldn't figure out what new jack swing is?
0: Mm-hmm. This is what new jack swing is. All right, all right. And okay. the extricate by Boys the extricate okay. by the fall is also out with sex packets by Digital Underground, which includes the Humpty Dance. Uh, right. Yep, it's your chance, everyone. Mental floss for the globe by Urban Dance Squad. Uh, <laughs> still got the blues by Gary Moore. We're going to close out with Black Velvet by uh, Lana oh. Miles, because that's number one yes. this week.
3: I love yes. this song so much. Me mm. too. It's so good.
0: Well, enjoy it, everyone. Yeah. When we see you again, it will be 2000, so get ready for that. this goddamn segment 1990 the probably one of the biggest games of this entire generation Ask Super Mario Bros. 3 from Nintendo. Shut the fuck up. This took you over half a decade to make a true sequel to one of your most, best games ever. <laughs> and it's been out in Japan for almost two years. All you had to do was ask. But, you know, yeah. apparently it, it came down to, like, a literal chip shortage of, like, it was difficult to get this game over here in time, which yeah, is responsible man. for a lot of the delay. But it is, both in Japan and here, it is the first true... Mario 3 is the first true sequel to Super Mario Brothers one of the best-selling Asterix games of all time. But there was a total... Like, if you can imagine in a much smaller world, in the Super Mario Brothers, you could turn into Fireball Mario. That was like a game-changer. And then Mario 2 had no such thing. And then this edit went from one to six... I think a total of six transformations. Yeah, yeah. there was Frog, Raccoon, Tanuki, uh, Hammer. Oh, yeah, the hammer, yeah ba- hammer the hammer Brothers suit was so it's fucking so badass. Cool. Oh, my yeah, God. Yeah, dude. Yeah, I mean, are we, are we counting the shoe? Because for, for whatever reason, that wasn't translated. Karibo is the Japanese name for the Goombas. So it's mm. it, it would just be Goomba's shoe. And I remember but... my dad and my grandfather, when I opened the Mario manual, <laughs> it's like, uh, oh, those are Goombas. And my grandfather's like, Goomba! I mean, it's friend. That's your friend. Don't touch your friend. Yeah. Go up and hug him. Say hello. <laughs> no. Not
3: to be confused with Guma. Guma. That.
0: That's a word. I got this guy in this other castle. She's beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> beautiful, my Guma. <laughs> So in addition to weekly bonus shows, over a hundred movie commentaries exclusive specials, you can get the 30 2010 video games edition, celebrating a month of important gaming milestones every single month at patreon.com slash lasertime in exchange for just five bucks. And you'll support all of the LaserTime shows, including Game Apocalypse, right guys? Yeah. yeah. Coming in with A New Party by Patti Smith off of Gung Ho, uh, which was Ralph Nader's campaign song. And also, if you ever wondered, what if Primus was a girl? Uh, <laughs> you know, I, mean.
3: I really feel like that, that was Ralph Nader's downfall is the song, you know, yeah. everything else is like a perfect campaign. It's just that song.
1: Oh goodness! Oh,
3: God, I've been
2: prepping already for when we get to that at the end of the year cluster fuckery and uh, it makes me all mad all over again especially in florida mm. yeah fuck all y'all
0: are bad and i voted for him anyway uh, i wasn't old enough
2: to vote don't yell
1: at you
0: get me get mad at me then all
1: right you're
2: okay
0: um welcome to 2000 everyone uh that song is out and ralph nader is too campaigning uh on, on between march 20th and 26th there is an election looming but more than that we have new music releases for this week March 22 to 26 we got we got both sides now by Joni Mitchell uh, The Noise mm-hmm. People Made by Broadcast Aquarius by Aqua clever oh no <laughs>
1: mm-hmm.
2: yep it's there's coming. more yeah, ma- I listened to some It All Sounds Like Barbie Girl
0: mm-hmm. of
1: course
0: it does uh, they, they do oh they do a song about like video game heroes that's hilarious <laughs> yep. uh, Magica by Dio is also out this week the self-titled uh, debut of Nickel Creek don't get excited uh, Reinventing the Steel by uh, Pantera, Fishbone in the Family Hood Next Experience present the Psychotic Friends Nutworks by Fishbone. What? Thank you, Fishbone. Uh,
3: Fishbone, that title needed another pass, I think. <laughs> um,
0: I'm not going to argue with the only black ska band, and and and, and no strings attached by Insync, an album you might have heard of. Say my name by Destiny Child is still number one in the world. Uh, I don't know that for End sure My heart. A little bit of news to bring you into 2000 March 20th to 26th I wrote this as Vladimir Putin Is elected President for the First time <laughs> It's all very confusing He'd been a premier and a Chancellor and I believe just like last week uh, His equivalent of Parliament or whatever paved the way To him to run up until 2036 And be president Continued to be president. Oh man! Um, oh man! But Vlad becomes, I, I think, uh, a little. Uh, the the world, or at least America, becomes a little more aware of a foreign leader, which doesn't happen too often. Trust me, I'm as ignorant as any any of you. Uh, movies of 2000, March 20 to the 26th. Aaron Brockovich is still number one. That's Julia Roberts toppling two decades sequentially. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Good for her. I made the mistake of looking more into this movie, <laughs> Gary McDonald, David Field, Helen DeLamore, and yes, young Einstein himself, Yahoo Serious, and Mr. Accident. It was just, the the trailer was an abomination of like slapstick practical jokes, but the description was, he's a scientist who comes up with nicotine-laced eggs. Uh, what? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> Uh, that, and there's like no other information on it so like uh I, it's not evident that that's the case in the trailer so the wiki could just just be fucking with me uh, uh waking the dead is also out with uh what up from Billy Crudup and uh Bill Hagland uh here on earth with Chris Klein and Lilisa Sobies- Sobieski and Josh Hartnett and
2: yeah, these um I'm just kind of not doing trailers for either mm-hmm. of these because they're they're both romances kind of mm-hmm. the uh, waking the dead is more of a there's a little bit of politics in it, but, you know, being sad that, you know, your wife or girlfriend or whoever got blown up and here on Earth is mm. teens you uh, know, like, a love triangle and they're attractive and they're well-lit. and <laughs> No, neither one of these movies got especially good reviews, unfortunately. Mm. And neither did the next one, but the cast is so fucking weird and the movie is so fucking dumb that <laughs> I had to put in the
1: trailer.
0: Uh, for Shane West, Marla Sokoloff, uh, James Franco, and... Uh... Science bitch, Aaron Paul, whatever it takes
1: this spring you gotta pay the toll you want me to kick you in the face
0: the hottest chicks
1: darn that's what i was gonna wear the worst dates oh, are you gonna play or something i'm not much of a pispy. yeah well i hope not we would waste my time if you're only into chicks and the oh. best times of our lives I
2: can't believe we don't have dates i do but you don't know her she's recently divorced that's mommy's
1: date whatever it takes you gotta get a faster modem. rated vg
0: 13 Oh, gross. Uh, Mm. It is so
2: of its time. But it's got Mm. so many people like just as they're starting out and they're all a bunch of babies. Yeah. Like, anytime James Franco tries to do something serious, you remind him that he was in this shitty teen version (laughs) of Cyrano de Bergerac, everyone. Is that what this is? uh, Okay.
0: Oh, my goodness. A little bit. And uh, speaking of classic, Ghost Dog, Way the Samurai is out this week with Forrest Whitaker, uh, Henry, uh, Sylvia, John Tormey, Cliff Gorman, and Richard Portnow. In words of the ancients,
1: matters of great concern should be treated lightly. Matters of small concern should be treated seriously. Louis, now is the time to tell us everything you know about this mysterious weirdo. Ghost dog. Power equality. I always see everything, brother. Ooh. He calls himself Ghost Dog. What? Ghost Dog. Ghost Dog? He said Ghost Dog! <laughs> 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 uh, no, get me I love it! Dog.
2: We got two movies that are about the intersection of black and Asian culture that are mm-hmm. incredibly different now to talk about. And the first one is Jim Jarmusch's Ghost Dog Way of the Samurai, which might be, like, the most accessible, easy-to-watch Jim Jarmusch movie. Right. The, oh, wow. The yeah. Least because his movies are very just sort of rambling around for a while. That's about it. And this one actually mm-hmm. has, like, a plot and interesting characters.
0: Yeah, and I so. believe his first uh, collaboration with RZA, uh doing the music and he uh, yeah, was even in the trailer. So.
2: Yeah. Wow. Huh. Uh, and a bunch of like, really old, like Henry Silva is one of those character actors. He's been around for a jillion years, but yeah. Forrest Whitaker is a guy who he's an assassin and he lives by the samurai code and he takes it incredibly seriously and he can't, he doesn't deal with people very well. Like he gets all his messages with like pass like he does messenger pigeons is like how he communicates with mobsters and stuff. And then, you know, they're coming after him for a job he did and he's other, you know, getting double-crossed, and hmm. it's just all about his code. But, you know, he's he's a chubby black guy.
0: Yeah, it's the oddest little bit of casting, but if you love Forrest Whitaker, you should be on board. I, I do like you pointing so out...
2: so good in this. I don't,
0: I don't love every Jim Jarmus movie, but I don't hate any of them, but it, they're really hard recommends. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't yeah. know. I didn't see his new zombie movie, and I know a bunch of people went into that, and, like not knowing who Jim Jarmish was, and I was delighted with the feedback coming out of that film. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. That it was, was very so much confusing fun for, me.
3: for many people.
0: Yeah, you got to look up who your directors are. If, if Possibly
3: same... people in my family. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, but yeah, Ghost Dog is, is crazy accessible. I remember being advertised in my comic books, Ooh. which I don't think will happen again with a Jim Jarmish film.
2: No, uh, probably not. Maybe Only Lovers Left Alive, maybe, because, mm. well, it's got vampires in it, but again, they're kind of just hanging out. <laughs> not a lot of plot. Mm-hmm. Now, I, I rewatched this one because it had been so long since I saw it. And I forgot. Yeah, Forrest Whitaker is so good with doing not a lot. Mm-hmm. He's not mm-hmm. really doing any big acting. He is very, very low key. But he obviously takes this samurai shit incredibly seriously. And, like, you can feel it. Like, anytime someone does something, you're like, oh, boy. Is mm-hmm. he going to have a sword? He might have a sword. Oh, <laughs> shit, he's got a sword. Yeah.
1: <laughs>
0: Oh, and of course, uh, the biggest movie this week. Oh my goodness, this cast: Delroy Lindo, Anthony Anderson, DMX, Russell Wong, Isaiah Washington, Aaliyah, and Jetly, And Romeo must die. Two families bound by tradition and locked
1: in a war, and one man. Sorry, Romeo, I'm taking your most valued asset. Caught in the middle. That was a mistake.
0: That you're watching Jet Li flip during all that, so if you uh, know Jet Li. You know what to expect. Oh yeah, and you know to expect uh, this to get kind of needlessly negative reviews. I I I, I kind of like the idea of like bringing in like chubby, stuffy film critics and forcing them to watch a Jet Li American movie. Uh, but <laughs> I don't. I don't remember loving this either.
2: Well, I mean, overall the movie's just sort of eh. But the mm-hmm. action scenes, yeah. I mean, chore- choreography by Corey Yoon, his one of the best, and has been for thirty, forty years. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, Jetli, he, it's it, he's just one of those guys. Like he's he just can't really act in English. When mm. you see him act in anything else, it is a lot better. And uh, uh, sadly, it's the only movie of Ali's that came out while she was alive. Oh, right. Who the um, mm. Yeah, that's a shame. Hey, did you know Oakland really looks like Vancouver? <laughs> <laughs>
0: is this all set in oakland i did not
2: know that Mm -hmm. i mean it's all supposed to be like downtown by the docks out in oakland and shit and it's like is that a lovely snow-capped mountain in the background (laughs) yes like i'm sorry did that store say off license on it no 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 it's it is so vancouver that it's kind of embarrassing oh my goodness but the action scenes are pretty cool because, yeah, it's about it's you know sort of Romeo and Giulietti with the uh, mob families, right. but uh, it's a Chinese gang and a black gang, and so it's it's got a little something different going on, you know. It's, and yeah, the action scenes, Jet Li is like in his prime; it's awesome.
0: Yeah, with some little X-ray vision. Uh, the soundtrack debuted at number three. Um, yeah, well, it is it's got packed.
3: try again. Mm-hmm. I think isn't that the big song from yep. that?
0: Yeah, I don't. I don't know Alia if it was put out? specifically mm-hmm. for this movie, but like, uh, mm-hmm. I, I don't remember the, any footage being in the video. But yeah, that was that became a huge song, or maybe was a huge song already. I think it, it came out like two a month or two ago. But it oh might... no,
3: it there were definitely scenes from the movie okay. in the music video. The music video is super cool. She's got like a cane that she's like dancing with. Wow. I just I remember the music video. I think probably more than the movie. Obviously, yeah.
0: But just it's great. Huge, it's got Destiny Child on the soundtrack. Genuine Mac Ten, uh-huh. uh, of course, a, a DMX with Aaliyah. Uh Why? Why don't we talk more Ooh. about that? The Hot Boys, Timberland, Magoo. I could go on, um, but Romeo Must yeah. Die.
2: Yeah, I mean, movie wise, like eh, you could do a lot worse. Right. Like I said, at least the action's really cool. I'm
1: trying to think
0: but... of my favorite American Jet Li movie because I, I didn't give them as much of a chance as I did with Jackie Chan stuff. Uh, yeah. I don't I can't think of anything. Maybe the one cuz it's got the American movie guys in it for no reason. <laughs> and...
2: that's when he picks up a motorcycle and hits someone with it, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. That's the only thing I remember from the trailer. I think we might have even talked about it. I don't remember anything about it. <laughs> yeah, no, Romeo Must Die. I would like to watch this in a double feature with Romeo is Bleeding. That would be confusing because none of these people are Gary Oldman. Ooh. That's also not a great movie, but it's interesting. Sure. Hmm. This is not a great movie, but interesting. So, is there a movie called Romeo's Been Buried?
0: Not. I can make mm, it a. I, mean, I can make
2: I, it a trilogy. Probably right Let's at the end. Let's make it.
0: Write it by the end of the show. Uh, give me some time. Okay. But okay. If, first, I got to get to the TV of the 2000s because oh my goodness, is it on the 24th? MTV debuts making the band. Is this MTV, actually? I can't remember.
3: Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this is a big show for a lot of people uh, in my generation. I remember in my high school people talking about it a lot. Mm -hmm. And it has been around for a while, because technically it has 12 seasons. um, And it looks like the way it's, I never really got super into it, but the way it looks like it's divided up is that they, you know, a band is made and then you follow them for a couple seasons. And then there's another iteration with a new band. That's so
0: red- my generation was like, so up its own ass with like, fuck manufacture bands. I heard Pearl Jam oh, was put know. together by Sony. <laughs> and this, movie, this show's like, yeah, uh, P. Diddy's going to put together a group of pretty people <laughs> and then yep. we're going to teach him to sing or not. <laughs> and I know yeah. I, I accidentally was exposed to one of these bands during a trip to Valdosta's Wild Adventures where I accidentally oh, sure. walked into an O-Town concert. That's right, O-Town. That's
3: it. Oh, yep, how? O-Town. That was the first season was um, centered around O-Town.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: I believe their big single was called, I want to say, Liquid Dreams or something. Is it the, the that song that describes uncomfortable? where
0: they assemble <laughs> body parts from other pretty people?
3: <sighs> the Janet
0: Jackson eyes? and oh, Come on, I'm not, I'm not crazy. I believe it's an O-Town song. I'm not looking Perhaps. at this anymore.
3: I can believe it. But uh, yeah, the first season did not have Diddy involved, and then he got involved subsequently um, with other seasons. And the only other band, though, that I recognize the name of uh, when I was looking into this was Danity Kane.
2: Oh, yeah, I remember them.
3: Yeah. And I think they gave us some solo artists that are probably Disney stars now, I imagine, mm-hmm. <laughs> and solo artists. But yeah, a very interesting concept, honestly. Yeah. yes i think
2: i mean it kind and, of makes sense like in an american idol sort of vein but yes yeah. american idols just started to i mean i've mm-hmm. always thought that's the most brilliant tv show in the world because it's it's not really a competition as it is test marketing it's just to show the test markets which one of these would you buy that one no? okay you don't want that one we won't give you that one which one like... would
3: you yeah, yeah. i so, like that take TV,
2: then, Oh, yeah, no, I guess American Idol hadn't started yet. So this yeah. is ahead of it.
3: Well, and it's very of its time because we are also talking about Sync and 98 Degrees and Backstreet Boys, yeah. which are all manufactured, you know, engineered bands that were put together for maximum star power. Uh, mm-hmm. And these were formulations that worked. And then to watch that kind of happen in front of our eyes on a real- reality television program, uh, it, I, it was very of its time, for sure. Which also has the added bonus of making you feel like you know them. Right. Mm-hmm. Right
2: sneaky bastards mm-hmm, Ooh, mm-hmm. baby
0: and also out this week the sopranos house arrest a wonderful episode it's uh junior finally i i think being officially put on uncle junior being put on house arrest mm-hmm. and his nephew tony being forced to work his actual job at an actual office to pretend he works <laughs> really works in waste management and all i can remember <laughs> is him banging the secretary uh, but-
3: <laughs> of course <laughs>
0: Yeah, uh, yeah. It's a this season is fantastic, man. I, I I don't know if it has one of those like crazy highlights thing that I could point out in this episode, but uh-huh. fuck, I love this show. <laughs> I just yeah. I just do.
3: Basically, every episode is excellent mm-hmm. of it, and yeah, yeah, I agree.
0: And I like Especially I like the,
3: this season. We're in second mm-hmm. season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, second season. Yep.
0: Not even a wasted moment, and of course, it's Oscar time in twenty uh, in two thousand. Sorry. And who is? And
2: I have stories. I have stories. Ooh, okay. Ooh. And also hosted by got... Billy Crystal. <laughs> I I went the day before the Oscars. I made a press pass. And this is how loose things were before nine eleven. Wow. I made a press pass for my school paper. Went down to visit my parents. Walked right in the press office. They gave me an official Oscar press pass, and I got to wander wherever I wanted backstage.
0: Wow! What? During the Oscars? Yeah. I've never heard this story, Di.
2: What the fuck? That's fuck's... crazy i i can dig it out i have it framed somewhere did you bring a um, camera
0: hmm? did you bring a camera come on no pictures what, yeah. what are you thinking
2: i well i wrote a story for the school paper and i tried like hell to find it because i remember a whole bunch about it because i i went behind uh, backstage at the oscars then i drove over to santa monica and because it was the day before the oscars which means it's independent spirit awards so i drove over to the independent spirit awards and just as they were ending and i got in there and i talked to a bunch of people
0: Who? Mm. who um, name names
2: uh reese witherspoon wow what Mm -hmm. um shoot why am i blanking on his name
0: dan cortez
2: Um, (laughs) (laughs) no i was at a uh politically incorrect taping with with dan cortez does that help
0: (laughs) of course yes i'm happy now my favorite King spokesman
2: yeah oh chris cooper i talked to chris cooper um at independent spirit awards no Um, the the Best one at Independent Spirit Awards was I got to talk to Robert Altman for a minute. Are you and all kidding? he did was trash award shows because he was surly and kind of drunk.
0: Hmm. <laughs> but, made me so happy. How, how long did you stick around the Oscars?
2: Uh, the Oscars just stuck around for like maybe an hour or so. Mm-hmm. Um, like And, you know, they wouldn't let me, you can't go in. This is the Shrine Auditorium, um, which I remember. So they wouldn't let you in. But I, I was in the area where the governor's ball was a bit. Uh, I talked to the person in charge of flowers. Mm-hmm. And, <laughs> cool, cool. Um, uh, there were a bunch of porta potties out there, and coming out of one of the porta potties, Jada Pickett Smith's limo almost hit me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> wow. And-
2: um, I think my favorite part, though, was I did get to go out to the red carpet where they're doing camera tests, where they get a bunch of like unemployed actors to go walk the red carpet so they yeah. can camera time everything out. And so there was standing in front of a camera. This is like burly dude with big headset and a tool belt on, going, "Hi, I'm Meredith Vieira." <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: well, yep. this this would be. I I think this is one of the more memorable Oscars for me. It's when I at the beginning of me starting to care. Uh, but mm-hmm. I think if you've listened to the show in previous years, it's minorly controversial, be- just because of how many things American Beauty ran away with, mm-hmm. including Kevin Spacey's, and even regardless of what you think about him, um, we I think our assertion of American Beauty was like, "Oh, poor you, <laughs> American Beauty."
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Poor you, the movie. Oh, aw, yeah.
0: sorry. Is your house all paid for and your job locked down? Oh, aw, I'm sorry. You're bored.
3: Are you bored?
0: Mm. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. You can't find greater meaning in things while everything is taken care of for you. But it wins everything. Screenplay, actor, director, picture. And, like, is barely shaken up by Hilary Swank uh, winning for Best Actress for Boys Don't Cry. Um, Michael Caine wins for Best Supporting for Cider House Rules. And uh, and so does Angelina Jolie wins her wins her first Oscar. I'm saying as if she might yep. win another. And I think yep.
2: and he- she kisses her brother kind of long, and that's where that sort of meme comes from. Right. Okay,
3: that was that one. Gotcha. This is
0: yep. also yep. like a minor minor thing. Uh, best animated short film, The Old Man in the Sea, <laughs> wins for a, a movie. I remember it's wow. p- it's painted on glass. It's really neat. And I think the most memorable moment for me just that the South Park movies music was nominated. <gasps> Oh, and right, I don't I don't know right, why right. they didn't have Trey Parker and Matt Stone come out and do anything, but Robin Williams ends up being the guy who does the song. Um, and it right, was, it was
2: great. I, that's right. I remember seeing an interview saying, well, we tried to get Anne Murray, and she said no. <laughs> <laughs> because they call her a bitch in the song.
0: Yeah, but if you're a little mm-hmm. kid and you love South Park, it just felt like, oh, fuck, Robin Williams just signed off on this. Cool. And of course, The Matrix wins every sound award and nothing else. Oh, that's mm-hmm, film editing mm-hmm. and visual effects. Sorry. Yes, it won those two. And who is this? Yep. Uh, Irving Thalberg Award goes to Warren Beatty. That's how Yay. long he's been old and not making movies and somehow still alive.
1: Oh, and the
2: honorary Oscar goes to Andre Wida.
0: Oh, who? and that is an important person because whatever Diana says.
2: Oh, uh, he's a foolish filmmaker who made like depressing Polish movies like Ashes and Diamonds. Perfect. Oh, great. There you go. And, but All About My Mother won for best uh, foreign ah, film. Ah, yes. Yay. I am super on board with that. I love that movie.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. devar Almost always gets nominated and rarely wins anything. Look at Antonio yep. Banderas this year. And uh, that's a bad segue into talking about Kirby. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> video games of 2000. Again, we have a much bigger section on this. Uh, and One more to come very soon. Uh, Patreon.com slash time at the $5 level. Thief 2, The Metal Age is out. Wario Land 3, one of the a very, very confusing... Title for the game. <laughs> um, that's the spinoff of Super Mario Land 2, which became Super Mario Land 3 Wario Land. And then, it, uh, Wario Land became its own series. It's sorry. It's uh, uh, and then Kirby sixty four is out. Uh, in the Crystal Shards. That is a uh, Kirby's first foray into the third dimension. It is very much a Ooh. back and forth platformer, uh, but it is done in three D. And I didn't really didn't like the way it looked and played. Uh, I, other people I know disagree, but the music is phenomenal. But let's close out of two thousand with the music. I'd like to say bye-bye-bye to 2000s with a little help from Insync, the original O-Town. Um, <laughs> uh, they will take us out of 2000, but stay right there because 2010 is going to be just as wonderful.
1: Baby, bye, bye, bye. Bye, bye, bye.
0: Would you like exclusive bonus podcast commentaries and more from the Laser Time crew? Then we strongly encourage you to support this show on patreon.com/lasertime. It supports not only this show but all the rest of the Laser Time network. You'll get commentaries, play games with the hosts, see exclusive videos first, and receive an uncut weekly ad-free podcast bonus time. Speaking of which, here's a quick taste. It's all your fault. Hit him up at mb.2k <laughs> if you have to. James James Lipton died this week.
1: Scrumtralescent. <laughs>
0: In a World Before podcast, James Lipton came out and, and interviewed actors for an hour. Yeah. Like, let's remember, like, oh, fuck. <laughs> Matthew McConaughey on The Tonight Show. He's my favorite actor ever. Seven minutes. Mm. S- with a commercial break. That's all you get. An yeah. hour with these people, with audience Q&A from... Younger people, they're all fucking stupid, mostly stupid actor questions. Yeah. But, like, it was more revealing. It was... I did watch it on occasion. Uh, My favorite moment, there was a... I remember watching a best-of clip, and it was like, what's your favorite dirty word? And, like, Jason Robards, he was just like, uh, I only heard this twice during the war. And magma <laughs> shmagma sh- and I still to this day don't know if it's or shmagma or because uh, Jason Robard said <laughs> it on Bravo <laughs> in the 90s get bonus time a weekly uncensored and commercial free podcast every Tuesday starting for just five dollars on patreon.com slash
2: And all the ships at sea. It's time for Diana's classic corner. We look even further back in time this week to see if there's anything worth a watching. And for the week of March 20th through 26th, uh, I wish I had like something really, really long to recommend because so many of us are freaking locked down. But uh, just have one movie, but it's a good entry point into an entire filmography because uh, this week, 1940, 80 years ago, saw the release of Alfred Hitchcock's first American film, Rebecca, and Rebecca is so good. Uh, it's based on the novel by Daphne du moyer oh, Rebecca is such a good thriller. It stars Joan Fontaine as a woman whose character actually has no name, because she's the narrator of the book, uh, who gets swept off her feet by this fancy aristocratic guy, played by Laurence Olivier, who's very dashing, but also a little creepy, and, you know, gets taken to his beautiful, gigantic mansion where everyone acts super, super creepy at her, especially his first wife's maid, who is so good yeah it's sort of a haunted house movie it's sort of like a Jane Eyre kind of vibe to it it's super gothy and it is a lot of fun so definitely I recommend Rebecca from uh 1940 directed by Alfred Hitchcock it's it's Hitchcocky but it's Hitchcock hasn't found his like super vibe yet with so much of like what you'll see later in his filmography so it's kind of it's kind of different for him, but it's also, I think, like a good, good starting place. If you're going to start with Hitchcock, you might as well start about here, unless you want to watch *The Lodger* or something, you know, some of his uh, silent films. But yeah, let's start, let's start here, and then, you know, you'll be at *Rear Window* and *Psycho* before you know it. So, Rebecca, 1940—that's the recommendation. Stay classic. I'm-
0: Coming in with Break Your Heart by Tayo Cruz. Tayo, how am I, say, am I saying that correctly? Featuring Luda Chris Chris? It's number one, baby. Correct us in the comments. Luda. Luda. Yeah. Um, and we got some new releases. Finally, some of musicians I have heard of. The Dillinger Escape Plan with Operation Paralysis. Um, I, I Speak Because I Can by Laura Marling. All in Good Time by Bare Naked Ladies is also out, as is Carpe Diem by Belinda. Uh, with ears to see and eyes to hear, by Sleeping with Sirens and Raymond vs. Raymond by Usher. Welcome to 2010, everyone. March 20th through the 26th, 26th. Jesus, this is a little bit of news to bring us in. Diana will probably have to help me out here. The Patient Protection and Affordable Care Act is signed into law, um, and then
2: the death panels began. Yes. As we
0: know, as the grandma pres-
2: was pulled up before the death panel, and Obama put on a little wig and said guilty.
0: And I, I was I like able the
3: little wig part. Which yeah, caused you
0: know. caused me to be able to uh, leave my job and get health insurance. But the president says it's a disaster, so I believe him. He hasn't elaborated as to why, but uh, it's a disaster.
2: Well, hmm. th- I mean, it's a compromise, mm-hmm. uh, making it you know m- making it illegal to not buy a product. That's kind of fucked up. Mm-hmm. If there had been a public option where just like you can buy into Medicare, then I would love this with all my heart. Right. Instead, mm-hmm. I just mostly love it because. Some states made it easier for people to actually get some health insurance, and I availed myself hmm. of that for a couple of years. Some states did not. Some that states fucked around.
0: Rude. It's true, but yeah. it was it was able. You were all of a sudden people who were uninsured or uninsurable were able to get health insurance, like me. And uh, yeah. I know it's it's a That's, bad compromise, but it's only because bad people do not want you to have health care, and they don't want mm-hmm. they don't want the government to pay for it, which is pretty absurd. Yeah.
2: Yeah, well, that's one of the big things is the idea that insurance companies can't deny you for pre-existing conditions, mm-hmm. which the current administration has tried something like 140 times to get rid of. Yep. You're like, no, 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 you should just die in the gutter. Fuck you. While lying, I'm sorry, th- you, th- you're already sick, so fuck you.
0: While lying... And saying the exact opposite thing, like, no, anybody, like, lightly paying attention knows this isn't true, but none of them support. Anyway, uh, yeah, ACA. Yeah, so I, it's
2: so Obamacare.
0: It's a step forward, and hopefully I wasn't able to hold on to that insurance. But um, I think there was a lot of interesting YouTube testimonials around that time, like, I hate Obama and every Muslim thing he stands for. But don't get rid of the ACA. He, right. gave, <laughs> he gave me health care, and I don't have to get three jobs. And... It is it is an astounding step forward that uh, the current president is constantly trying to walk back. I say don't mm-hmm. let him yep. if you can still vote. Um, and yep. At the moment, we're all going to be dependent on a little bit of free health care and a little bit of socialism with the government giving us money. So vote correctly in your primaries. Anyway, maybe reconsider old people. They're not listening to podcast movies of 2010, <laughs> uh, March twenty through the 26th. Perry's Bounty with Jim Broadbent and Brendan Gleeson. Oh, goodness. Yep.
3: Oh, uh, two we... men! I always get confused. Right? <laughs> 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 Maybe they're the same person. Do we? Even I know? cannot keep them straight. <laughs> like Just one sometimes... of them's eye Moody, I think, and one of yeah. them's in
0: Moulin Rouge. Yes. <laughs>
3: yeah, and one of them's
2: in—he's a different Harry Potter guy,
0: mm-hmm. and he's in Hot Fuzz. What the hell
2: is his name? He's—he disguises himself as a chair. I don't know. All those movies get the same are the same to me.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, Jim Broadbent's one of them. Mm-hmm. He's in—he's okay. in the Potter okay uh, anyway no this is uh i think an irish crime film with you know it's like dad's getting involved with mobs which i, I like me a good dad heist sure yeah
0: and uh, that's why
2: i, I stand ronin hard i like dads doing ooh, crimes i do love
3: ronin if much. you're
0: a dad out there committing anyway. crimes let me know i gotta pay my taxes and i'm more than willing to participate <laughs> in your heist for a very small cut uh, be uh, dad do you know, crimes if you need dick jokes during your haste, <laughs> i'm your guy uh out also out this week as far as a movie that some people have heard of uh, chloe starring julianne moore liam neeson and amanda seyfried
1: my husband's cheating on me jealousy i think my husband
0: would like you deceit
1: i want to see what he does if you present yourself to him betrayal i want you to kiss me how far would you go
0: I didn't ask you to do that. To find out the truth. She's in my house all night and nobody tells me. You need to stay away from him. This- what is going on? God damn it. Okay, <laughs>
3: y'all. This movie is Buck Wild, and I <laughs> love it. It,
0: it looked it, it look like it looked like Liam Neeson's wife hired him his <laughs> own hooker, but then gets mad at the hooker.
3: Yes, and, yeah, mm. and it is erotic, and then she, tell you she starts getting it on with the hooker, right? Yeah, and it yeah. is one of the more sensual and explicit love scenes that I have seen in a non pornographic film in a very long time. Elaborate, and it is I mean, <laughs> <laughs> people be having sex is on your, film. Is your stepson around? Uh,
0: I don't want you to get too too graphic, but why is it the most sensual? Because I'm almost done.
3: <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, Two women that are very attractive. Oh, uh, you know.
0: I thought you were going to say balls like they showed like a rock hard peen from Liam Neeson.
3: <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> That's not what ladies find the most, <laughs> most sensual in a film. <laughs>
0: Uh. anyway.
3: No, this movie is crazy and <laughs> probably not good, but I loved it. I loved every second of it.
0: <laughs> it, it, it that can yeah, happen.
3: Yeah.
2: Uh, critically, it was sort of
3: mixed. Um,
2: mm-hmm. It's directed by Adam O'Goyan, who's a Canadian filmmaker. He's made a right. bunch of good movies. Uh, Sweet Hereafter, Exotica. And it's sort of like a weird choice to make something that sounds like, you know, Adrian Lyne would be making in like the late 80s, early 90s, mm-hmm. you know, of those like, oh, it started out so innocent and then everything got erotic
3: and everyone's erotic <laughs> with each other. Yeah, much. Oh, no. I mean, there was one point where I could have sworn a line was delivered that basically was, I will not be ignored. Which, <laughs> I mean, it's. It's a real return to the '80s erotic thrillers that we all know and love so much, mm. and everybody in it is doing their greatest '80s acting for the sort of like everyone's doing a great job. So, yeah, it's just wonderful. I, I really okay. loved this; it was so much fun.
0: <laughs> I can dig it uh, more than I could dig uh, the next movie. Yeah, so hmm?
2: I love how we have these lined up on here. So we have uh, a person is Chloe Greenberg. Yeah. Yeah, if you want an old-timey erotic thriller, you watch Chloe. If you mm-hmm. want a
3: not that.
0: If you want, uh, hardcore, is... if you want a hardcore Semitic mumblecore, you got Greenberg.
3: If you want the opposite of something that is erotic or thrilling,
0: then you watch Greenberg. <laughs> <laughs> a movie I watched twice and like don't remember a thing about it. Why? But it, just because like, it's, I mean... it's just like, oh, great, a slice of the life in L.A., who cares? Yeah. Uh, Juno Temple, Brie Larson, Chris Messina, Jennifer Jason lee uh, Risa Fens, uh, Greta Gerwig, and uh, Ben Stiller, and Greenberg.
1: Hey, Greenberg, what are you doing these days?
0: You know, I've been in New York, but right now I'm really trying to do nothing for a while.
1: That's brave at our age. Mm-hmm. Dear Starbucks, in your attempt to manufacture culture out of fast food coffee, you've been
0: surprisingly successful for the most part. The part that isn't covered by the most part sucks. Okay. I wonder Uh, if this was mm -hmm. I didn't know. I didn't until the Oscars. I didn't. I I loved Marriage Story a lot. Mm -hmm. Uh, Mm -hmm. Directed also directed by Noah Baumbach, who made Greenberg, and I didn't know that like that movie is a. We didn't say it in the Oscar show. That's about his marriage falling apart with Jennifer Jason Mm Leigh. But Jennifer Mm -hmm. Jason Leigh and Greta Gerwig, his current partner, is in this movie, and I'm like, oh goodness, was this the was this the the ground zero oh, wow. for the end of that relationship. Yeah. Oh goodness. Oh my. Yeah, oh my huh. indeed. Mm.
3: Yeah, I mean this movie's fine. It's just it's a Noah Bombbach film. It's it's I know and know. if people
0: know what that is, they'll know that like, oh, I'll know whether that whether or not that's for me cuz right, usually exactly. he's not for me. Uh I just mm. I did like something about the the blunt force pain of a marriage story that I didn't expect. I I had heard vaguely what it was about. But uh, I, was not, I was not prepared for that. But Greenberg, mm-hmm. I just like, again, it's like the that American beauty situation. Like, it's nice that you can have such stupid mm-hmm. problems. Good for you. Yeah, I yeah. mean,
3: it's whiny, pretty mm-hmm. well-off white people mm-hmm. talking about mm-hmm. their non-problems.
0: Oh, yep. if I have to go to one more catered suburban kids party. Wah! <laughs> Wah! Meanwhile, we're all holed up eating soup. Splitting beans in half with razor blades. Fuck you, Noah Bombek. <laughs> um Patreon.com slash laser time.
2: Now, I I admit that I dropped the ball on some of my homework this week mm. because like I, I just I look, I'm stuck in in house in the house. I've already been in the house with my partner here for two weeks before the quarantining even started. Right. So I I needed something a little chipper than what I knew was going to be. It, people eventually coming around to realizing that they're in love with each other and mm-hmm. they need to stop complaining and get over their shit, and then they kiss, and then some indie song with a ukulele plays.
0: <laughs> yes, I, I, the, I
2: had to go to my happy place. All
0: it's, right. it's the Zoe Deschanel singers. Everyone, I'm like, <laughs> yeah, yeah <laughs> I, right, I just right
2: now my happy place is in Shit's Creek, and that's that's working. Also, Grace and Frankie.
0: I oh, started watching
2: that too. I love are it. are
1: fantastic.
0: Yeah. Yes. Uh, I just but wanted to point that because I, we have
2: I a ne- movie that I do love and oh. that I did end up rewatching to talk about eventually,
3: mm-hmm. but I just couldn't right now. I just couldn't. Uh, I understand. You just aren't in a place in your life where you want to see that many corduroy blazers on screen. <laughs> uh, I <laughs> not unless I'm wa- I'm wearing them too because I right. would like a nice corduroy
2: blazer with the elbow patches oh, and I can't nice. find it. Yeah. I, I, I,
0: my, my ex was really into the, what do you want to call it? The Bombagurwig combo, like everything they make. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I was sort of shocked that, like, everything that dude makes is really autobiographical. Everything, Mm -hmm. including Mm -hmm. this, including Marriage Story, and including Squid and the Whale, which that's just his. So, like, when he, when he runs out of life, can he still make movies? Mm Hmm. I don't know. Hmm. I just like, I, 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 even when I did write more fiction, I thought nothing was more boring than me. <laughs> and that's yeah. like all the guy makes is movies that are about him with people who look and sound like him. It's okay. Mm-hmm. Share your share your voice. Share your truth. Uh, as did, yeah. as uh, Emma Thompson did with Nanny McPhee Returns, <laughs> also out this week, aka Nanny yeah. McPhee and the Big Bang. Uh, is this a sequel? Did I miss the yep, other Nanny McPhee movie? Oh man, Emma Thompson, Maggie Gyllenhaal re-offends Re- 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 again. Uh again. Maggie Smith, uh Raffines, uh Bill Bill Bailey, not to be confused with the uh comic strip soldier of uh, Katie Brand. Fetal
3: <laughs> Bailey? Yeah. Sorry. Wait, no. what about the guy that um <laughs> They're always eulogizing on SNL. What's his name? Bill
0: Braski.
3: That's right. <laughs> <To> Bill
0: Braski. <laughs> uh, Na- <laughs> and Assa Butterfield. i that movie. <laughs> and Nanny McPhee and the Big Old Gang Bang. We are supposed to be getting the farm thick and span before the cousins arrive. When country meets city, it won't be pretty.
3: We're in the land of poo. They can't stay here. They're free.
0: On August 20th. Ah! It's Nanny McPhee to the rescue.
3: You ought to stop
1: fighting immediately. How did you do it? (laughs) Really? (laughs) Okay,
0: so if Disney's not going to make another Mary Poppins. Why don't we go ahead and make the British female Mr. Magorium with Mm -hmm. Nanny McPhee? I don't know anything about Nanny McPhee. I think
3: these are based on children's books. Of course they are. So... (laughs) Yeah, they're source material.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, yeah, they're they're Mary
2: Poppins ish. I mean, they're I think in the forties in Britain instead of turn of the century.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And part of it is that Nanny McPhee is like super ugly, and like as you get to know her, she looks better.
1: Really,
2: I feel like there's something in there. That's and cool. then Emma Thompson adapted them herself too. Oh, uh, that's cool. Which yeah, she has a really good track record with the writing, by the way. Mm-hmm uh i again i did not watch it is for kids all the reviews were pretty good of like these are charming well-made movies for kids uh you know they're light but they're not stupid you can sit and watch them with your kids and and not feel insulted and that's 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 all i ask for in a children's movie that's all i ask for is to not feel insulted yeah and we're gonna talk about another one that i feel that same way about
3: Mm-hmm. I gotta wait.
0: Ah, uh, is it not anyway. Is it the next one? Because the next one is tons of fun. <laughs> do not
3: watch the next one with your child, please. Please do. Show, this is where the Winter Soldier no, came um, from.
0: Movie
2: where yeah, the title is both the, the punchline of the movie and the entire point of the movie, mm-hmm. and yet I quite like.
0: Me too. It's so hard not but to it's like. Also. This.
2: Whenever I think about it, all I can think is And this is why MGM went bankrupt what? This is like their only big release This year Wow, what? And that's yeah. how everyone knew Oh, they're in fucking trouble And then MGM went bankrupt So let's Weird. all blame Hot Tub Time
0: Machine <laughs> Let's all blame uh, Sebastian Stan The Winter Soldier, Crispin Glover uh, George McFly, Lizzie Kaplan I'm not going to keep doing this Char- Clark Duke, Craig Robinson, Rob Corddry And John Cusack, Hot Tub Time Machine the started partying in 2000
1: 1986. Now they have one weekend in the 80s. The relight their future. There's money to be
0: made here. Have we can invent the Clovis 7. Sam, wow. Wow. time machine.
1: Look oh, what hey, Daddy did.
0: Only in theaters. I I don't know. This is it, this is so fucking silly. Like I even think of more of like the the Seth Rogan troop of actors mm-hmm. and making movies like mm-hmm. this is the end. This is still more like, well, who cares? Let's make a time travel movie.
3: Right. <laughs> who, yeah. Who cares? Yeah.
0: Who cares and what time how we do? Time travel
3: slash like ski school, basically. Yeah, and I, I do yeah. think. Uh, well, that, that's part of why I I love that
2: John Cusack of all people is yeah. in it mm-hmm. because it's ripping off of like Better Off Dead, that oh, kind of yeah. '80s comedy. Yeah, yeah. John, John Cusack, Which, yeah, like snobs versus slobs, like we were talking about. Mm-hmm, John mm-hmm.
0: Cusack is to me one of the most fascinating movie stars we've ever had because he Agreed. he he can be a mark yeah. of quality, but like if you haven't been in a Walmart lately, and I hadn't until somewhat recently. Like, that dude's in, like, two movies a month that you've never heard of that show up, ex- mm-hmm. like, right on the mm-hmm. Walmart rack first. So you, can, you can't can just watch anything with, uh, with John Cusack in it. But, like, it's directed by Steve Pink, who I believe they first started working with on High Fidelity. Mm-hmm. But, like, uh-huh. he has, like, a, a group of producers and friends and writers who, like, if all of them are involved, you're getting, like, a gross point blank uh, High Fidelity War, Inc., Hot tub time machine, and they're they're involved in this too. It's not just this like mm-hmm. out of nowhere comedy that jo- John Cusack just decided to be in. It's it's kind of his mm-hmm. gang. He's a producer on it, and if you can do all that research, those are the good John Cusack movies, and I recommend them quite a bit.
2: Mm-hmm. And, yeah, yep. I I believe we're talking about high fidelity, like in a matter of weeks. Uh, I am looking even to it. less gonna than re-watch that. It. Yep. Yeah, gonna re-watch um,
3: it. anyway, yeah, this movie is fun. Mm-hmm. is yeah. also gross mm-hmm. um, yeah. but you know it's it's definitely a lot of fun i mean i didn't have a ton of places in the movie where i laughed out loud but i it's a it's a fun ride the entire time yeah 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 i i yeah there's a couple parts that i laughed at a lot i mean the
2: one part of finding out who someone's father is because they're back in the 80s and um, it stops someone from having sex, and then he just disappears. Yeah, <laughs> realize. Oh, oh, wait, no, you have to go have sex with her, or else he won't come back. Yeah, uh, that's just goofy. It's extremely yeah. goofy. It yeah.
3: is though. The actually, the female actors are doing a lot of good work in this movie. Yes. That um, mm-hmm. you know, they don't get as much credit, of course, because mm-hmm. they're not part of that little fraternity. But yeah, I really like the the lady actors in this movie for sure.
0: Yeah, dude, this is really yep. good. I have not seen the sequel yet. Um, I not if... either.
3: Nor have I.
0: Okay, okay, good. Uh, <laughs> <and
3: we're... laughs> good, we can all watch it together. Good, um, okay.
0: but I'm not yeah. caught up. Uh, with five the... years
2: time, we get to talk about it.
0: I'm not caught cool. up with the sequels to the next film, despite how much I loved it. Uh, I
2: I have caught up. I have watched the whole thing. I have opinions.
0: Um, it's it's none more of the box office this week with a voice cast that includes Kristen Wiig, T.J. Miller, Christopher Mintz-Plasi, uh, is that it? Jonah Hill, America Ferrara, Craig Ferguson, Gerard Butler, and Jay Burchell in How to Train Your Dragon. Dragon! Vikings have always fought dragons.
1: Look at that thing! The size of my... Ah! Get it off!
0: But he has another idea. Nice dragon.
1: Okay...
0: On March 26th...
1: I've decided I don't want to fight dragons. You really had me going there, son. <laughs> their world... What are you going to do? Something
0: stupid? ...will never be the same.
1: You're crazy. Dreamworks.
0: I like that. DreamWorks How to Train Your Dragon in 3D. Woo! In 3D. I think one of the first yeah, DreamWorks got, animation huh? movies in 3D. I have been... I'm a big animation nerd. I love animated movies, and I've been very harsh to DreamWorks Animation because they do have a formula. Like, mm-hmm. I just think I'm set out for something better. No, you'll always be a snail, ogre, mm. <laughs> kung fu panta, uh, which is one of the ones <laughs> I like. But, but like, I do not like a lot of their films, and I loved this movie. It, this movie I,
3: is great.
0: I,
2: I, I was so skeptical. Mm-hmm. I ended up watching it because, like, it came on HBO or something, and it was just on. I'm like, ah, fuck it. I'm folding the laundry, whatever. I watched it. I the second it was over, I went over to my husband and I'm like, you have to watch this movie. I'm going to watch it again wow. with you. Wow. Yeah. It, I love it so much for so many reasons, and here's here's one of the reasons. Because it breaks part of that story mold of like, you can't be a blank. Yeah. I want to be a blank. Mm-hmm. So Jared Butler, in his only good performance, <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yep. plays plays like the dad, who's very stoic. It's mm-hmm. even his fucking name. And his whole thing is, you know, we're Vikings and we hate dragons. You have to kill dragons. And his son is like, no, I don't want to kill dragons. I'm a cute nerd. I'm Jay Baruchel. And when, when his dad finally thinks he has killed a dragon, his response isn't like, well done, son. That's what you're supposed to do. I am, I have no emotions. I'm just the bad guy. His, his response is he is so happy that he has something to connect with his son about. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that is a, a level of like, emotional complexity in who's basically the bad guy I was not expecting that is the kind of like the depth and the shading that I just wish every kid's movie had right and and I think no that's a good point
0: for DreamWorks films most of them never ever ever deliver in anything I'm not expecting maybe I didn't guess they'd make this pop culture reference and it's also like in terms of I don't want to say world building, but like in terms of the way the world looks, it looks good, mm-hmm. whereas most DreamWorks mm-hmm. movies don't. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Shrek is an ugly film. So <laughs> Monsters and Aliens looks like shit now. Uh you can't say that about Bug's Life. And it doesn't so being old isn't an excuse. And and I'm not wrong, because I looked this up because I just wanted to see like what are Rotten Tomatoes just on a Cumulative level, what metascore is the best? And How to Train Your Dragon is as like far and away the highest uh, critically reviewed uh, DreamWorks mm-hmm. movie that there is. F- like s- at number one with ninety nine percent on Rotten Tomatoes to this day. Followed wow. by followed by just briefly as DreamWorks animated movies, the Ardman, Wallace and Gromit and Chicken Run, and then How to Train I Your I Dragon two and three are there as well at the very top with an ant in the middle oh, somewhere. Wow. But like they're in the top six because. I don't know, like, this is so on DreamWorks and very Pixar that I love the cast. They It's the one DreamWorks movie where they didn't hire the most famous person to voice this thing, whether it mm-hmm. mattered or not. It's just like, no, Jay Burchell's fucking great as as a, a non-confident kid. Fucking Kristen Wiig is used well. Gerard Butler is used well. I love fucking Craig Ferguson <laughs> in, this, oh, yeah. in this movie. <laughs> He's
3: great, yeah. Brilliant yeah.
0: casting as a main character. The, the casting alone is very Pixar. And who doesn't – and I was dating a girl for a little while whose kid was obsessed with dragons and hadn't seen this and like, yeah, I was obsessed with dragons too. I built one mm-hmm. at a paper mache for our Renaissance Festival. I would have lost my shit as a kid with this, but it's good for adults too. I And mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't oh, yeah. say that about a lot of DreamWorks films. I don't know why a kid would like Shrek. Well, Has he seen the Matrix? Uh,
3: it is a mystery on Shrek because kids still love Shrek and it's wild to me. But I absolutely love the way they animate the dragons and the yes. way the dragons move and their little facial expressions. They're and like. They're all
2: so different. There's so many kinds, mm-hmm. and they yes. all move in very like, separate distinct ways
3: it's so cool to watch and i love the main dragon who he is training um is like the perfect mix of like a cat and a salamander yep. and it <laughs> ends up like so so cute that yep. i'm really surprised i don't see more merch around honestly right. because, me too It was hello, hard to find this is a great merchandising opportunity a
0: toothless baby i know
2: toothless yeah. so yeah it's like how most of the time he moves a lot like a cat but it'll also move like a dog Mm -hmm. or sometimes a little lizardy and it's like they just yeah the the way it moves is so well freaking done Mm -hmm. and i've seen all three of the movies and i think each one is a little less good than the last sure pretty good the first one is just kind of perfect yeah it's really good i love that there are stakes and it doesn't just have a happy sing-song ending where we all have a dance party It's, there's like emotional relationships between all these different characters and how he cares about Toothless and is like afraid, but it's like having to, you know, find his inner courage and, you know, they work better as a team and, oh, I love this movie so much.
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I really, really do. (laughs) It's really good. It is it is it is excellent. Would you and I was surprised to learn there have been 8 seasons of a TV show that take place in between the movies. What? Yeah. Yeah, oh, it, it was I had it was no on Nickelodeon idea. with most of the voice cast from the film and on Netflix now. Uh yeah, wow. it's it, it's it's it, it, for kids. They probably like you're only discovering now how to swing your dragon rules like no. I just forget every once <laughs> in a while cuz I don't watch it all the time, but I I, I wouldn't mind yeah, seeing a, a 4K version of this cuz like I don't consider DreamWorks animation very pretty a lot of the time and I didn't see them flex mm-hmm. that until Kung Fu Panda, another movie of theirs I really like. Um yeah. and, but this one is is fantastic and it, it holds up yeah. real well. Oh,
2: the flying sequences mm-hmm. and, and are it, so beautiful. It's
0: just like an you know, a fucking bleeding heart environmentalist. I love it, you know, go from like we hunt dragons, that's what we do, and like, no, now we protect the dragons. That's who we are. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're all we we have we can
2: live together and we can form like a a mutually beneficial system Mm -hmm. with the dragons yeah we we can ride them and we can do this and they stick around if we feed them and don't hurt them and
0: it's a better version of monsters inc ending and i love it i love how to train your dragon i can't say enough good things about it
2: yeah it's great
3: if you're a grown up, you don't have kids, you it's yeah. super worth a watch. Honestly, I there are, I would recommend How to Train Your Dragon, Hot Tub Time Machine, and Chloe as all movies that are great to watch right now when you may be hunkered down quarantine and you just want some fun front rides to take basically mm-hmm. as yeah. motion pictures go. There are all three of them are very different and very fun.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. we deserve we deserve more good dragon movies God damn it. Good dragon movies. Sure. That's a laser time topic yeah. we haven't done yet. Tune in this mm-hmm. week, though, by the way, for our Lost Media episode. I had a blast with that one. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Sarah, mm-hmm. for coming on that one. Yeah, um, yeah oh, a lot crap. of Day of the Clown Cry talk. <laughs> um,
1: oh, God. <laughs> but but
0: moving into 2010 of March 20th through the 26th, on television, the 21st Breaking Bad has its season three premiere, and I think... At this point is a no-fucking-around phenomenon in that that Mm -hmm. the world of the slow Breaking Bad build. I forget exactly when it was introduced to Netflix. I was on board from the very beginning – uh, some dipshit at a party told me, it's like the Cohen brothers made a TV show. I'm like, what? Okay, Netflix's shows aren't that prevalent yet. I'll check out, I'll I'll torrent break the first four episodes of Breaking Bad. This is excellent. Uh, I was on board immediately, mm-hmm. but after it started hitting Netflix, the whole world got on board. And I think season three was mm-hmm. like that. All right, you have way more eyes on you than you've ever had before. Put up or shut up. And they sort of did with no mas. Um, and, and if you think about the trajectory of Breaking Bad and how the story went, I still find it kind of ballsy that, like, man, wow! And the end, they Walter White tells his wife about his meth business very early on in the series. Over half the series, mm-hmm. Skyler is aware of what he does for a living and wants to, and is struggling to get away from him. That mm. oh, and, and over fifty percent of the series. And I, I just at a glance, I uh, like I was trying to think of what the most special thing about this is, and if I had to put a pinpoint on it. The Salamanca uh, cousins, Marco and Lionel, the oh, silent, bald, well dressed uh, assassins who just popped up in uh, Better Call Saul. Minor spoiler, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. but it is a prequel, and people <laughs> people will come around. Uh, no Mas is out this week, and man, like it's never been a better time to be involved in Breaking Bad season three. Breaking Bad doesn't have a bad episode like The Sopranos; it's very, mm-hmm. very good.
3: Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, For
0: sure. uh, As Sarah highlighted, uh, we something a premiere we missed last week.
3: Yes, Justified. Talking, I mean, speaking of a great time to be watching premiere or um, prestige television, Justified is a wonderful underrated show. I think that mm-hmm. a lot of people just maybe slept on and it's great to revisit. I've noticed on Hulu they're sh- they're advertising that they have the whole run of the series right. now on Hulu. So, mm. I it's a recommend for me. It's um Timothy Oliphant and Sir Walton Goggins, two of my <laughs> favorite like unusual man actors that we have basically. <laughs> <laughs> Just like both kind of strange guys, but they are always good in whatever they do. I we are a big big Walton Goggins family here. We love him so much because he's so (laughs) weird and and wonderful and everything. But um, Timothy Oliphant plays a uh, U.S. Marshal and Walton Goggins is his nemesis and he's always trying to.
0: But it's like he's busted. He's busted down. I forget why he leaves his big city U.S. Mm -hmm. Marshal job and goes back to his hometown and Boyd, Walter Mm -hmm. Goggins, is like the leader of a white supremacist group. And it's right. forever Nemesis and sometimes right. Frenemy. Yes, and, sometimes
3: fren- Frenemy. And, I mean, there are many seasons to this. Sometimes it's a little bit of a procedural. Sometimes it's a little bit more of a, you know, there are there are overarching storylines as well. Um, and it's all set in, like, at the Appalachian area, yes. right? Yeah, and it's, yeah. it's
0: beautiful. Mm-hmm. And, and that's what's great about it is what initially lost me. Because television had kind of switched, you know, gone from self-contained monster criminal of the week shows into one season long storyline. And the second we're introduced to Walton Goggins white supremacist character, they kind of like Mm -hmm. abandon him and Mm -hmm. justified. It was jarring because justified does have like a lot of self-contained episodes, way more Mm -hmm. than anything Mm -hmm. else on television at this point
3: exactly and it kind of scratches both of the itches for you you know if you like that procedural sort of thing sometimes you don't really want the like having to be dedicated to a overarching storyline that you have to pay attention to there are some there are some of that but then i mean there are definitely there are things that stretch for a while and storylines get dropped and picked up again and all the acting is just really fantastic and a lot of characters and and actors show up throughout the course of the series that you're like hey this guy's great. And, mm-hmm. you know, there they're, they're are they're a lot of, hey, it's that guy that shows up in these, mm-hmm. um, which is really fun. Yeah, character actors Margot Martindale. Yes. Mm-hmm. I think Patton Oswalt has uh, a couple of episodes or at least a storyline towards the end. Sam and I actually did not finish the whole series because I have a hard time finishing a series that I love. Mm-hmm. I just don't want it to end. But I think we will <laughs> pick it up uh, again soon so we can get the full Full arc. Yeah, I, and, I've
0: never finished it either, despite absolutely loving it. But like, yeah. it, it doesn't have that like cliffhanger ending, or like, oh, I can't wait to see how this resolves. Like, no, it was resolved mm-hmm. at the end of the episode. That's why we had all these great actors in it. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh and, and and yeah, it's fascinating. I always keep meaning to get back to it because I, I have nothing mm-hmm. bad to say about this show at all. It's fucking excellent. Same. And it's Timothy really Olyphant great. is is just unsung as hell, man. I love that dude. Uh, I love him
3: so much, Ooh. and I love Walton Goggins. And you know what? We've actually been watching a little bit of the new Walton Goggins situation comedy, The Unicorn. unicorn. Oh, <laughs> like, because Are we here? have the CBS All Access uh, because of Picard, which is yeah. mwah, Chef's Kiss. Mm. But um, the yeah, the Walton Goggins sitcom is pretty great too. I have to say,
0: he's one of the weirder <laughs> choices to lead a sitcom. So I'm I'm sort of fascinated. Um, like, why do this? It, okay, I'll watch.
3: I mean, okay. yeah, we started watching it just because it's like um. We this has to be seen to be believed. But yeah, he's great. This man can do anything. I
0: love him. Cletus Van Damme in my heart forever. Mm. And <laughs> <laughs> uh Video Games of Twenty Ten. Again, we will go way more in depth uh into this on patreon.com slash lasertime. Uh but one I didn't go in depth on uh was Cave Story finally comes to consoles. Kinda wanna I think one of my friends, one of MBs, if you heard him on our show, it's one of his it's his favorite games. It was a slow burn, a very indie game made by one dude over the course of five years that eventually found its way to PC. Five years later, it makes it on, onto consoles, and that is unfortunately on WiiWare, the digital marketplace on the original Wii, which is now all gone and undownloadable. But, like, uh, it had wow. not... Cave Story is fucking beautiful. It's just this just stone simple, yet charming metroidvania game oh, hella indie uh red steel 2 is out that is the western uh red steel sequel red steel was not the original red steel was not a western made by ubisoft it uses Wii motion plus and like kind of brings to light like oh i wanted to have real sword duels with the wii remote you can do that here <laughs> okay uh just cause 2 i hope i'm saying that right because i always get confused is it is it like a? uh I just murdered your wife. Why? Just cause. Or is it because he had just <laughs> cause to murder his wife? Uh, but just cause, like, I don't remember much about the first just cause. It didn't make much of a splash. But but just cause it makes sense here because when I had this uh, shown to me at E3, you had this giant island, a grapple gun, and, like, do whatever the fuck you want in any order you want. Would you? Are you riding on the back of an enemy's Jeep? Tether it to the, tether it? This thing to their jeep in the ground, and it'll pull yank their jeep back and send you flying. <laughs> anything you could think to do, you can do. I wonder if this gas tank explodes. It does, and if I grapple onto it, I can fly through the air. It does <laughs> anything you want to do non-scriptedly in one of the most creative and clever ways, and that ended up defining the rest of the series. Shin Megumin Tensei 2, Strange Journey is out. How to Train Your Dragon game is also out. Disney Stitch Jam, MotoGP 09 and 10, Wakeboarding HD. And why not a little Section 8? Uh, I'll give it more of a shout on the, the bigger video game show because I'm playing a lot of Call of Duty Warzone and uh, it deserves, Section 8 deserves a little credit for bringing something to the fold there. And I'll tell you about it, patreon.com slash laser time. In just a week is or two. Is the
2: thing it brings subsidized housing for poor people?
0: N- uh, no, I'm sub-
3: Nice. <laughs> Call of Duty did hey. not do
0: all it co- Oh, the name I forgot. No, this is a giant I- space can- shooter. <laughs> uh, yes. Oh. Okay. Yes, where you drop from you drop from the sky and end up on the map and you can uh, kill enemies by dropping on top of them. Uh, and that is about it for us. We do have our birthday quiz and if you haven't tuned in for that and we'll tell you who died but I do have to tell you this whole show is supported by patreon.com slash laser time I'm gonna give a big old shout out to Ronald Hayden and many other of our executive producers at patreon.com slash laser time but hey you don't have to be an executive producer slice the price of a cup of coffee you can end up supporting your favorite podcast network and a lot of shit in return including this that 30 2010 video game edition with a video video game apocalypse fellas uh, you can get a weekly bonus show I should have something from the front line. Of China, Japan, and Korea, the coronavirus. We'll see if that comes to fruition. And a bunch of like every week a new show. Over a hundred movie commentaries, more to come, especially in this time. And the brand new Star Wars show coming at you very, very, very soon. Uh Die, where can people find you?
2: They can find me on the Twitter at listening nerd L-E-C-I-N-E-N-E-R-D or follow the show at 302010 Podcast 302010 Podcast. Pop, pop.
0: And uh, who who be dead during this period of thirty uh. twenty ten March twenty to the
2: twenty sixth. Uh, well, going backwards in twenty ten, we lost Robert Culp, who was seventy nine. Mm. Uh, he's uh I, for people in my generation he's more of a hey, it's that guy, but he was in Bob and Carol and Ted and Alice, the TV show I Spy with <laughs> and um for even younger, gamier people, he's a voice in uh, Half Life Two, I think.
1: Mm.
2: Let me see, I wrote it down. Yeah, Half Life Two. He's he's one of the. Guys, and then but 30 years ago, 1990, we lost a uh, fashion designer, Halston, who was 57, who was like the designer of the 60s and into the 70s, like pillbox hat. He made that shit, and then costume like liza minnelli and like bianca jagger and all these people and he's only 57 because fuck you aids
0: man yeah Manship.
2: designer i like anyway
0: anyway but... i'm a
2: fan of caftans i like drapey things
0: <laughs> with the deaths anyway. out of the way it's time to bring in the birthday quiz oh birthday is a doodly do a ding dong doodly doodly ding dong do oh
2: someone we have talked about a lot let's see how long this takes i'm feeling good about this all right born march 26 1950 happy 70th birthday to this gentleman born in hamilton ontario he is an officer of the order of canada the country's second highest honor he was the youngest of five, and his mother was a concert mistress at the Hamilton Symphony, and dad was a steel executive who immigrated to Canada as a stowaway during the Irish War of Independence. Oh, my.
0: I forgot. I didn't hear the, the born on date. Give me again.
2: March 26,
0: 1950. Okay. Yeah. In
2: Hamilton, Ontario. Mm. Uh, he graduated from McMaster University, planning to pursue social work, but his classmates encouraged him to try performing. Hmm. I won't tell you the classmates' names yet, but we have talked about him in, oh, more than a dozen movies. Let's start with Mars Attacks Jungle to Jungle in the Spiderwick Chronicles. Uh, Eugene Levy? Nope. Hmm.
0: Not Brendan Fraser. Nope. Okay.
2: He's not 70. Oh,
0: my bad. 50. Okay.
2: How about Mumford Three Fugitives in the Big Picture?
3: Mm-hmm. Uh, Martin Short.
2: It is Martin oh, Short. Dude, he's
3: 70. Woo-hoo. Yay. Yay. Oh, it's not as fun if I can't gloat right in your face. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Stupid coronavirus. Ow.
2: And we also oh, yeah. talked about A Simple Wish, Prince of Egypt, the 1999 Alice in Wonderland, who is the Mad Hatter, uh, Santa Claus 3, The Escape Clause 3, Amigos, and Inner Space. Martin Short is a treasure. He deserves an even higher order of Canada. Canada. Mm-hmm. Second <laughs> highest order my ass. Yeah.
3: Yeah. What no, is he going to do out... to be first order? Yeah, go, go back in time and use... not be in Clifford? <laughs> oh, That's
0: That not movie's fair. great. Love Clifford.
3: Yeah. No, finding
2: out he was the youngest of five and that his older brother died when he was 12, like, wow. that explains oh. everything to me. Like, he wow. wanted to keep everyone entertained. Mm. Yep. Yeah. And, yeah, his uh, his classmates at McMaster were Eugene Levy and Dave Thomas. They're the ones who told him to get an acting.
0: Oh, my God. Hmm.
2: And then they were all on SCCP together.
0: <laughs> That's fantastic. Martin
2: Short's the best. Yep. That's oh, all.
0: Awesome. Hey, baby, tell a friend about the show. Godspeed to you and yours. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening. We're going to close out with A Little Bit of Poison by Bill Bivdevoe. A kids in the hall reference. I, I don't know if song. anybody's getting
1: Yes. Uh,
2: I can't help it. I love this song. It's great. It's great. Never trust a big butt and a smile.
0: All right. With that, we'll take you out with our big butts and smiles, and we will see you guys next week for 302010. Goodbye. <laughs>
1: Dead. That girl is oh,